You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. Hey there, Feast Homies! Welcome again to Feast at Home. It is such a joy to see everybody here right now. Hey, if you're glad to be here, why don't you type in the chat box, I'm happy to be here, or I'm blessed to be here. My name is Brother Audi Villaraza, and it is my deep joy and my deep honor to be able to serve you today. Anyway, I want to welcome everybody joining us from all the different parts of the world. Thank you so much for joining me and Brother Bo and another guest preacher, which I'll tell you in a moment who that is. Thank you so much for allowing us to enter into your safe spaces right now. And I'm praying, we're hoping that the message we prepared is something that God will use to speak over your situation right now. But anyway, I want to thank Heidelin Diaz and Coach Julius for blessing us with that fantastic message. You know, we celebrate with both of you this, this beautiful victory. We are so, so proud of both of you. And, you know, we just want to honor you right now, especially Heidelin. We, you know, we got to talk to her. And prior to that, you know, Heidelin has always been a feaster. It wasn't her first time to, to, to have a dialogue with us. You know, she's very good friends with Didoy, with, with Brother Alvin. She used to attend PICC in the Taglish session, the PM session. So we want to thank Heidelin for showing us her humility at this moment because, you know, we all know that winning a big victory, sometimes having success goes to your head. But you know what, Heidelin, she has remained to be very, very humble. And I know this for a fact because Heidelin never worked on having the right image. Heidelin always worked on having the right character. You know what, my friends? That's a beautiful recipe for success. Don't work to have the right image. Because yes, the right image might get you to a certain place of success, but only character will be able to, be, to keep you there. All right? So work on your character, my dear friends. And I'm praying that you achieve that same success in a very specific season of your life, just like Heidelin. All right? Praise God for both of you and may the Lord bless your union in your relationship. May the Lord always guide you. All right? Anyway, I'm just so excited, everybody. And I know that I forgot this. This month in August, you know, I know that it was my birthday last week, but hey, I actually forgot to pray for all the birthday celebrants. So if it's your birthday or if you know somebody who's celebrating their birthday this month, I want you to type in their names right now. Or if it's your birthday, type this in. It's my birthday month. Come on, it's my birth month. We want to pray for you right now. I want to extend the same love and the same courtesy that you gave me when it was my birthday. And even if your birthday passed already, we're going to still be able to pray for you. All right? So everybody extend your hands towards the screen to all our August celebrants, the most amazing people in the world. <laughs> Little biased, by the way. But anyway, let's pray. Our Father who art in heaven, we ask you to bestow a blessing upon your child. We know, Lord, the plants Actually, Lord, sorry, we don't know the plans, but we do know that there is a plan because that's what you said, that there is a plan that you have prepared for them. And although we don't know every single detail, we know, Lord, that it's going to be a beautiful plan because you've got a beautiful heart. And so we claim, Lord, abundance. We claim for direction, clarity, healing, provision, and every good gift that will only come from heaven. We declare, Lord, that the best is still yet to come in their life. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen and amen and amen. Happy birthday, everybody. I celebrate your joy with you, especially because this is also my birth month. So God bless you. I hope and pray that you will have or you've had a meaningful celebration. All right? Anyway, everybody, just like what I said, I've invited a very special and very powerful preacher. Some of you might know him, especially if you are young. That's a hint already for the young people, all right? Because the preacher that I've invited, he speaks to hundreds and thousands of young people. In fact, before the pandemic, he used to preach to thousands of young people who would, who would be hungry for God's message. And today, we have the honor and the courtesy and the privilege of being able to listen to him. I'm gonna actually, I'll, I'll let you know now, but Brother Bo is gonna be the one to officially uh, introduce him, all right? I have invited this amazing man of God. His name is Brother Philip Sumera. He's the builder of Feast Manila in uh, the, eight, the, the, the afternoon session. There you go. I almost forgot. Sorry, Brother Lep. All right, so he's going to bless us shortly. But right now, let's uh, say our favorite prayer here at the feast as we come in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Everybody, lift your hands up in the air like you just don't care and then say this with me. Today, I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today, I proclaim that I'm God's beloved, I am God's servant, and I'm God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, can I invite everybody, extend your hand and then sing with me, even if you're out of tune, let's do this together. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. To inspire us first with a very, very beautiful message, I want you to welcome right now in your homes, in your offices, wherever you are, Brother Bo Sanchez. Hi, welcome to the feast and welcome to our beautiful series on healing. Listen to me. If there is a time where we need the series on healing, it's now. Like you, I have friends who are in the hospital, who have COVID, who are sick, and I pray for their healing. And I want you to know that I don't know how God answers our prayers for healing. I really don't. After 40 plus years of praying for people who are sick, me, you know, I, I went through sickness and I prayed for healing. There's no formula. I wish there was. But there are times when God answers my prayer and gives instant healing right there. You know, the doctor says, uh, we can't see the tumor. Um, the, the, the tests have turned negative. You know, there was a lump there and now there's no lump. You know, there are times when it's instant. But there are times when God decides to heal slowly through time. And, and the person recovers and prays God. But why was it not instant like the other time? I don't know. There are times God will heal without medicines. You know, it, we just prayed and then he, did, he, he was going to go to the doctor, but before going to the doctor, the healing happened. I said, why? I don't know. There are times God will use medicines and medical treatments and doctors, and I praise God for that. But there are times 
when God will not answer my prayer in the way I want Him to because that person did not get well physically. You ask me why? I don't know why. But this I do know, that He knows what is best. And I go back to this very simple teaching that in human life, there are two domains. The domain that I have control over and the domain that I have zero control. Meaning to say this area where I, I control, I'm going to take responsibility and I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to find a way to heal myself and I'm going to pray for healing and, and pray earnestly and then I'm going to take my medicines and I'm going to do radical self-care. But at the end of the day, I, I leave everything in the hands of God because there is a territory where I have no control over and I need to trust in God. The moment I cross the boundary between what I can control and what I cannot control, that is called worry. And that's why there is anxiety and that's why there is fear. But today God is asking you, trust me from beginning to end, trust in me. I love you. I know what is best for you. We're still reflecting on this beautiful story of this woman touching Jesus and getting healed and receiving the healing power of God. I want you to note that she didn't touch Jesus. She touched the cloak of Jesus. And that's what we need. So here's the thing. Let's pray that we receive the healing of God through this series. But I'm also praying another prayer, that you become the cloak of Jesus so that when people see you, experience you, hear you, they will actually receive the healing power of God through you. Today, you're going to hear from my fellow preacher, Philip Somera, our feast builder for young people in Feast Manila. He is an amazing preacher and you will be very very blessed. A blessed day, everybody. This is Brother Philip Sumera, one of the feast builder of the Feast SM Manila. Now, Feast at Home Bay Area District, Friday. How are you? Kumusta po kayo? No? I am all set to serve you today. Allow me to start with a story. I remember when me and my wife, Sally, were invited to be a guest in this amazing father and son tandem, it's a fast talk. No? We had a great time with Brother Alvin and, and Brother Ayo Barcelona. And there was a segment that they asked us both a, a question and they will see if we will have the same answer. In short, it's a memory game or how well do you know your partner game? Patay <laughs> na. Are you like me that has a problem with remembering dates, remembering names, etc.? Um, it, it's because I, I have a lot of things. I got a lot of things in my mind. And palusot ko lang po yun, no? <laughs> and, and, and so the question started. And, and guess what? Sablay ang mga sagot ko. <laughs> I got the wrong 
answers. But you know what? Praise God. God is good. God is faithful. Why? Um, because I, I did not sleep outside of our room. Natulog pa rin po akong katabi ang aking asawa. Kaya naman, God is really, really good. Today, friends, the message that I want to share to you is actually a question. Have you forgotten? Last week, um, we talked about the story of an important synagogue leader whose name is Jairus. And he seek Jesus and he asked that, that he would go to his place in order to heal his daughter. Now, along the way, something unexpected happened. And that is the story that we'll talk about today. I pray that something unexpected will happen as well to you that is watching this piece. Let's start from Mark chapter 5, verse 25. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. We're now introduced to a character who got an issue. For 12 years, wow, this woman was bleeding. 12 years. The, the Bible did not identify the name of this woman, but she was identified because of her issues. And this story has been um, my one of my go-to story whenever I am invited to give a talk about healing. But you know what, friends, today, there's something that Jesus needs to heal within you. For just like this bleeding woman, you also have an internal bleeding. And no, I'm not talking about physical bleeding, but an internal bleeding, a hurt within an identity forgotten. Now, for 12 years, this pain has been with this woman to, to the point that it has become her identity. So friends, please listen. You better be careful with prolonged hurts, prolonged hate and pain dun sa mga namamahay na nasakit yan sa puso mo for it gives you an amnesia and make you forget who you really are. Now, the, woman, the woman's thought is filled with her issues and that thought becomes her identity. Pero hindi dun huminto. For it's not just her thoughts that made her lose her identity, but it is also what others thought of her. She's thinking of what others would say about her. How would they react when they see her? What would they say? You, you see, one reason why we forget who we are and is when we play these external critics on loop in our head. And when this happens, this external critics becomes our internal 
critic and eventually you start believing it. Just imagine for 12 years, this woman got her issues playing and playing and playing within her. And it's on constant, consistent loop that is playing within her. Friends, what's in your playlist? What, what is it that you continue to listen to and that is playing on loop within you? I encourage you, press that stop button and stop listening to that critic in you. Warning, my beloved friends, listen, warning, warning. If you don't stop listening to those critics in you, baka makalimot ang champion sa iyo. That champion in you is listening. So you better check that playlist that you're listening to. Let's move on. Mark chapter 5, verse 26. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors and over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. One of our taglines at the Feast S in Manila is that it is the place where Broken heart gets healed. And I've heard a lot of beautiful testimony, grace-filled testimony from young people who were healed by God through the feast. I remember a story when, when this beautiful lady who was so broken, she was brokenhearted because your boyfriend, niya, he cheated on her. Niloko siya. Niloko siya ng boyfriend niya. He was so sweet that he always sent an I love you, babe, message only to find out that it was sent to all pala. Ouch. And in her brokenness, she jumped from one relationship to another hoping to find someone that would fix her, that would make her feel better, that would complete her. She also started to listen to advices like, Tara, inom na lang natin yan. So that you could forget the problem. Para lang makahanap ng luna sa sakit na dinaranas. And I could, I could relate to this story for a lot of times. I also tend to do a lot of things that I thought would make me better. That I am willing to do anything to give. Anything, all my resources to try new things, to try different things because I want to be better. Can you relate? But the problem is, instead of getting better, we got worse. Do you want to get better? Go straight to your manufacturing. God knows how to fix you. He's the expert in fixing broken hearts. You have forgotten that he is the one who made you. He knows every details about you. He can definitely make all things new. Moving on, Mark chapter 5, verse 27 to 29. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. 
For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Friends, for 12 years, this woman has been listening to her issues. It's on loop. But on this blessed day, she heard about Jesus. And this news gave her hope. It made her question her issues. It made her change her thought. Friends, in this difficult time, we need to continue to share the news about Jesus. The world now is polluted by fear, by weariness, by anxiety, by hurts, by difficulties. Let's continue to give hope to others by sharing Jesus to them. Let's be the torchbearer of Christ and be the light of people who are consumed by darkness. Give them hope. Help them to believe again and point them to where Christ is. Now, let's get back to the woman with an issue of blood. Our scripture said, For she thought to herself, If I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. She got a healing thought. Pastor Stephen Furtick preached about this and said that the healing of the woman started Not when she touched the robe of Jesus, but it started in her thoughts. It's a healing thoughts. And as I put myself in the story, I could say that this is so difficult. That is so difficult to the bleeding woman. And let me give you two reasons why. First reason, she's an outcast. Back then, people with conditions na, na meron itong babaeng to, they are considered unclean. They must not have any contact with the society. So it would be a risk for her if she would pursue Jesus. Second reason, she's not the main agenda. Remember that the true goal of Jesus is to heal the daughter of Jairus. And she might get rejected by the crowd. She might get rejected by Jairus or even Jesus on what she would do. But she is so desperate. She wants that healing so bad. And you know what? Her desperation led to her salvation. I just want to share to you, my beloved friend, that my all-time favorite basketball player is Kobe Bryant. And what I really love about him is his passion and his dedication to the game. Whenever he would pop in this mamba mentality, he he transforms and becomes unstoppable. That mentality, that attitude, that mindset or perspective, that thought makes him unstoppable. Friends, what's in your thoughts right now? I encourage you, start having an abundance thought. Start having a healing thought. Start having a great relationship thoughts. Start having a successful thoughts. Why is this important? Because your thoughts will be followed by your emotions and your emotions 
will be followed by your actions. So start having that amazing thoughts. God bless you, everybody. Come on, everybody. Let's all thank Brother Philip for preaching that powerful and very important message. If you are blessed, hey, type in your thank yous below right now. Come on, send him your love. Make him feel your love wherever you are. And by the way, you know, that's good advice that wherever you go, always practice this culture of honor. You know, honor the people around you, especially if they did something very good to you. All right. So thank you, Brother Philip. We are so blessed by your presence today. Anyway, let's all continue with our study of this beautiful passage. I'm, I'm praying that God is using this to speak to you. I want you to turn to verse 30 of Mark chapter 5. And it says here, Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you, Jesus. I mean, how can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, you know, this bleeding woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of Jesus and told him what she had done. All right, very quick trivia, everybody. Did you know that when Jesus asked that question, who touched my robe? That actually became the earliest and the first recording of contact tracing as we all know it today. <laughs> but you know, of course, they weren't as high tech as we are now. But anyway, seriously, although Jesus asked that question, you know, we all know that it wasn't because he did not know. Jesus actually knew. I mean, come on. Jesus holds the secrets of the whole universe in his hands. How could he not know? But as we preached last Sunday, you know, Jesus only asked that because he was intentionally teaching the people and this bleeding woman a lesson. Okay, go back to our message last Sunday in case you missed it, all right? All right, but with the remaining minutes that we have left, let me now point out something very important that I believe is gonna be very relevant to you and me today. All right, so listen to me. This was when Jesus said in verse 34, let's read it together. Jesus says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. You know, there is something about this part of the story that tells us something very important. And I want you to listen to this, okay? Mark, who happens to be the author of the scripture, you know, what he said was that when the bleeding woman touched the robe of Jesus, he said that, she was healed instantly, right? That's what the story said. She was healed immediately. So if that's the case, here's my question. Why did Jesus need to stop and then look for her? Right? Why did Jesus need to, to pause? I mean, he was on his way to heal another person. Why did he need, need to stop and then look for that woman? Was Jesus, you know, credit grabbing? Like, what some of us do whenever we do something praiseworthy. You know, we post it all over the internet so that people can appreciate us so that we can collect our likes, right? Absolutely not. Because we all know that Jesus, he's not like us. Jesus' intentions are not like ours. His intentions are always pure because his heart is always pure. So why did Jesus need to stop? I mean, come on, Jesus. There is a daughter that's in a critical condition in the house of Jairus. Get a move on, Jesus. But... You know, Jesus doesn't do that. Instead, he stops. And you know what? I love that. I love the fact that Jesus stopped because it tells me that I am worth stopping for. And guess what? Jesus wants you to know the same thing, that you 
are worth stopping for, my friend. Jesus will delay a plan just because you need help. Come on, somebody say right now, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. But here's the best part. All right, here's the best part. It's, what when, it's, what, it's when, when Jesus said, in, again, in verse 34, daughter, your faith has made you well. Notice that Jesus doesn't call everyone daughter. I mean, not very often, all right? But he did it this one time. And I think that that's an important thing for me to explain. It's so important that Jesus did this because we all know that the devil knows your name, but he will always call you by your sin. But God knows your sin, but God will always call you by your name. And so that's why I am amazed why Jesus did this. While everyone might have called this woman by her issues, Jesus called her by her identity because that's what he wanted to heal in the very first place. He wanted to heal this woman's identity. Jesus didn't just want to heal the sickness without healing the source. You know, oftentimes we look to God to heal our sickness, but God, guess what? He always wants to go deeper. He always wants to go to the source because if God heals the sickness without healing the source, you know what'll happen? That sickness will just keep on coming back again and again and again and again. It's only when the source is healed, that's when the sickness will stop from manifesting. All right, am I making myself clear? Type in amen if you believe that. So in this case, you know, Jesus didn't just want to heal the external or the physical bleeding of this woman, but instead he wanted to heal the internal bleeding because that's more important. Her identity was broken. She was bleeding from within. I mean, imagine this. After living for many years, for 12 years, after living in shame, this woman, she probably, you know, developed a poor sense of her identity. Everybody didn't want to socialize with her. Everybody avoided her. You know, she must have been hurting and bleeding from within. And I wonder how many of you right now listening to this message must be able to feel that same pain. You might have been, been sick or you might be sick right now and people have heard about it and, and they've lost the trust. You know, they've, 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 they've distanced themselves away from you. I wonder how many people can actually relate. Can you type in relate if you feel that this message is for you? You are hurting and bleeding from within because you've lost the trust of somebody. And you know, as a response, what did this woman do? She avoided people. She didn't want to get too close to people because out of her own fear and her insecurity, she actually forgot her true identity. She forgot who she was. And I remember, I remember the story that this is what happened to a, a person named Juan. Let me tell you the story of Juan. One day, Juan and his wife, they came face to face with a cold-blooded killer in a very dark corner. And the killer points a knife at both Juan and his wife. And then he asks the question. He looks to the wife first and then he says, what's your name? And the wife, you know, trembling and shaking, she answers. She says, Indai, Indai, that's my name, Indai. And so the killer, you know, he pauses for a few moments and, and then he says, you know, that's, that's my mom's name. And because that's my mom's name, I will not kill you. And then he turns to one next. And then he asks the same question. How about you? What's your name? And then one stops and then thinks for a few seconds. And then he says, my name is Juan, but my nickname is Indai. <laughs> Isn't this something that we all do? Come on. Out of fear and sometimes out of threat 
and sometimes even out of shame, and hey, even sometimes out of desperation, we will gladly give up our true identity. We will sell our integrity to the highest bidder. We will put our purity on auction to the first sweet talker that comes around. Isn't this true that we all do? Anyway, let me end with this beautiful story, all right? This is a beautiful reminder, and I'm hoping that this message is ministering to you. You all know that we all, that, that me and my wife, we've got a three-year-old here at home. He's almost 34 next month, all right? And so, because he's already in that age, he already knows, he understands certain things. We're very deliberate about imparting to our son, Ethan, the right values, all right? And you know, just this week, Ethan did something that compelled me to talk to him in a very serious way. Let me tell you the story. He asked one afternoon if he could watch TV while we were eating lunch. And you know, my wife and I, we believe that mealtimes are a sacred time for a family to talk to each other. And so we want to teach this value to him very early on. And so, of course, we said no. We turned off the TV. And then from out of nowhere, you know what Ethan does? And I'm sure that parents can be able to relate to this. He rolls his eyes. He rolls his eyes. Come on, parents, if you can relate to this, type in relate. Ethan does that. And so instinctively, I tell him. I pull him aside and then I tell him, Ethan, come on. We never taught you that. That's not who you are, my son. Come on, you're better than that. And I don't know if my son understood it or not, but hey, let me preach this to you. Sometimes the world will, will try to define you according to the bad things that you did or the mistakes that you made. But I wonder if God would say the same thing to you. I never taught you that. Come on, that's not who you are. You are better than that, my child. See, your value doesn't depend on who you are or what you've done. Your value actually depends on who is inside of you. And his name is Jesus. And what Jesus did for you on that cross. Your identity is based on what the Savior did for you and me. And He says right now that you are valuable. He says that you are worth stopping for. Just like that bleeding woman, when he delayed his trip to the house of Jairus to heal the daughter, Jesus, it was though he was saying that, yes, Jairus' daughter needs me, but hey, there is another daughter that also needs me first because to Jesus, every daughter and every son and every child is worth stopping for. My dear friend, you are worth stopping for. And I'm praying that you're receiving this right now. Today, God wants to remind you the simple and powerful truth. That failure that you had, that's not your name. The mistake that you did, hey, that's not your name. The sin that you're carrying right now, that's not your name. Instead, God wants to remind you right now that faithful is your name. Hopeful is your name. Come on, somebody clap right now. Grateful is your name. Beloved is your name. When you find yourself this week and this month and this year questioning your identity, remember that God calls you daughter. God calls you son. God calls you child. Remember who you are, my dear friend. Always know your identity. See, the enemy will try to disrupt you from knowing who you are, but God doesn't want that. God is always constantly reminding you who you are. And so I hope that you remember that you are God's child. 
when you come, when you become insecure this week, when you become afraid this week, say it. I am God's child. I am God's beloved. I am God's son. I, I I'm God's daughter. That's how you do it. Thank you, Jesus. Let's let's thank the Lord right now. Thank you for this message that has spoken and that has ministered to all of us today. We're going to respond to the Lord, and I hope that you don't leave. Some of you, you're very quick to leave right after the message, but hey, do do that because this is a response. This is the most important part of our session today, the part where you actually get to respond to the message that God spoke over you. And so I want to invite you right now before we come into worship, come into the presence of Jesus right now. We remember that we're always in His presence. Let's come in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, we thank you for this message. We thank you for the word that has leapt from out of the page and it has jumped straight into our hearts. Father, we thank you for assuring us and encouraging us, Lord, that in moments of, of questioning, in moments of fear, in moments of great doubt, may we always remember who we are, that you see us as your child, that you see us as somebody who is worth stopping for. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We respond to you in spirit and in truth as we worship you. Jesus' name, Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph slash radio.